0: Vic, if you wanted to, if you wanted to attempt to pry a part of this hole open.
1: Vic spins the small hammer to hand it handle first to Ruth, who it seems like Yoi's indicated maybe doesn't take it. So I'm happy to kind of shift the camera over for Ruth to get to address this.
2: <laughs> oh, God. So it's a very small hammer?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's a, a, a small... hammer
2: that fits in the palm of your hand?
1: A small hammer, a machete, and a brick. Are the options?
2: God. <laughs> so, basically, Ruth has had a very, very long day. He's had a very, very long fight with a very terrible person that he hasn't told anybody about because that's his own life and he's not going to bother anybody with it. And then this person, who was really chummy with the other person that he really hated prior to all of this happening, hands him a ridiculously tiny hammer. <laughs> While he's trying to get his friends out of a soda-filling hole, he looks at Vic and says, I have goddamn hands.
0: Okay.
1: All right, Slugger, give it a shot.
0: Aha, so I would like everyone to make a defy roll.
2: Woo
3: do I have dots in that? Oh, I have no dots in this either.
1: What's our position?
0: Your position is risky. Your effect is limited. But Vic gets plus one.
3: That's going to be a four from me. Three for me.
2: Three.
0: Four for Vic. Oh lord.
2: Ruth is not having a good time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm blaming this on guys. Literally. But especially Dice, because Dice has thrown him off completely. The, He's
1: this, not is okay. n- this is not going to be the last time that that bit comes up.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> ah, okay. So, this and what happens next dictates that before I give you any information, we, could, we should probably definitely make sure that we do the engagement roll. Because things are going to get sticky. So, I'm going to make dice roll. <laughs> they already are. I'm going to make Ruth roll these, of course. Because, <laughs> uh, as, as an emotional consequence for that. So, let's answer some questions. You'll get one plus D for free, because there is always hope. Is the mission particularly heroic or noble? Take plus one D. Does the mission's goal or methods reflect the worst parts of the protagonists? Take minus one D. Um save our friend from
2: a hole. It's very heroic.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is very heroic. That's plus one. Is the mission following through on details from the protagonist's investigation? Take plus one D. Are the protagonists acting rashly or on very little information? Take minus one D. You're summoned here because your friend is in trouble, so you have no information, so minus one. So you are now back at one base die. Does this mission determine the fate of a friend? Take plus yes. 1D. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Our troubles from the protagonist's mundane lives getting in the way of this mi- mission, take minus 1D. I,
3: I mean, so does workplace trauma count as
0: that? I mean, what we will learn very soon is that it's not Nina's mundane life we're talking about. Rules as written dictates that it's minus 1D. I'm sorry. Okay,
2: um,
3: okay minus 1D. So we're back to the standard one base die again
0: hmm uh, Does the mission's tier exceed the current tier of the investigation track? Take minus 1D per tier below mission tier. But the mission's tier does not, pos- does not presently exceed. Wait, what? Yeah, it shouldn't.
1: But so we're, we're
3: zeroed at- out on this t- criteria.
1: At All right. We're tier zero on investigation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So this is a tier one mission, then we are below.
0: Right, yeah, that sucks. Um, also,
1: indoctrination says wait. minus 1d on uh, engagement rolls until you have something, everybody in indoctr- indoctrination. All identified and wait, overseas. Then,
3: then we just broke it because that puts us at negative two dice, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, so... It does. So we're absolutely at 0d. This is unfortunate. Other elements that you want to consider due to circumstances or events in your world... I'm going to give you plus one die for a thing that is true about Ruth, that Ruth will not know until the engagement begins. I
4: I will note one thing that may not apply here, but just a reminder that Nina does have, worth saving, my allies roll plus one D when they protect me from consequences. That's it, just noting. Not applicable just yet, I think, but...
0: Yes, not applicable just yet. Although it would have also been applicable before, but that is still going well. Right, so, Ruth, I would like you to roll 2d6 for me, and we will take the lesser of those results.
2: This will be bad, because we all saw what happened the last time we rolled 2d6. <laughs>
0: I have faith in you.
1: We're just, we're gonna get a lot of XP. That's
2: a 1 and a
0: 3. Okay, cool, fun. <laughs> um, so, that means that you will be in a desperate position when the action starts. That's going to be delightful. This is... Let's, let's engage in some dream logic for a moment. So, all of you prepare to, in weird dream logic fashion, swing on this invisible wall that only one of you knows is the outside of a hole in the hopes that you can break it as if it were like a well or something like that. As you do that, who's holding the cinder block? And who's holding the machete?
3: I think Kat has the machete... Because Kat's job actively discourages her from having upper body muscles. And she probably can't lift the cinder block for more than a couple minutes at a time.
0: Okay, noted. Okay, so, Vic. Moments before you raise... You bring your hand down to the edge of this wall. You feel the upper half of the brick suddenly become very, very large. It doesn't become heavier for you, but it suddenly becomes, like, anime-level distorted proportions. Similarly, cat, you raise the machete over your head, and it suddenly becomes, like, four times bigger. And you both, like, slam them against the wall of this thing, and there's this bright spark in this room, as if, like... Something as if a light bulb had broken very, like, catastrophically right in front of you. Ruth, you try to punch the wall. You hit it just after everyone else does, and you don't feel anything very suddenly. The light still happens. Everyone is now briefly in a daze. When the light disappears, you are no longer in this room. Nina, you immediately notice, all of you don't know where this place is, where you presently are, but Nina, you are presently aware that you're not even in the Mirador anymore, let alone in any room in that workspace anymore. Ruth, I would like you to give me a perceivable.
2: Oh boy!
0: Risky standard.
2: Risky standard, okay. No bites in that still...
0: That's a four and a five. Ooh, nice. You notice some things. This room is kind of dark. It looks like a nightclub or something. A dimly lit nightclub. It looks... It doesn't look modern. It looks like it has a kind of vintage vibe to it. Like, you are aware that the space is full. Like, there are people sit at, seated at tables. You, are all, you all kind of emerge like right at the... Door of this space as you had, as if you had just kind of stumbled into this space. As you like try to get a sense of who is present, you realize that humans aren't sitting in at those tables. They look more like large toy soldiers. And they're all wearing like this, like weird gray, what looks to be a military uniform. And ahead of them on stage, like, on the, like, performance stage of this club setting, you see a man and three other toy soldiers standing on stage. All of them are also wearing those uniforms. Uh, You can hear some of the other toy soldiers, like, hollering and cheering as that quartet of people on stage are singing. And that's when you notice that the non-toy soldier on stage is DICE. Ruth is so mad right now. (laughs) Like, they're singing Sam Cooke's Chain Gang with great gusto, uh, and the audience is, like, cheering very loudly for them. And... You look behind you, there is a door to this space. You know how in the Dark Souls games you have to traverse the mist in, in order to enter a boss area and then that mist is behind you and you can ne- never leave that room again? Yeah. Um, that's what it looks like in, in, at that door now.
2: Well, Ruth doesn't play video games so he's gonna try and open the door and leave because he doesn't want to be here.
0: Yeah, you open, you open the door and you just see like this pillar of black smoke right in front of you.
2: Can't go through it.
0: <laughs> you, you know can't that walk you. Through it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know from, you know from experience that you cannot walk through that. Like, you will actually take physical damage that will be visible in the real world on your person if you attempted to brute force that smoke. You cannot leave this room. But yeah, you are now in this space. Everybody is like, very eagerly cheering. And then, as the song stops, you see Dice take the microphone off of its stand. It's one of those, like, old-school broadcaster mics. He just kind of unscrews it off of the mic stand and starts walking into the crowd and goes, Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be in a space with my peers. I've been... Struggling to find something that makes me feel the discipline for so long that I'm so grateful now that the eye has given me this newfound purpose, this journey to ensure that the people who don't know what they're supposed to be doing learn the right way to live in this city. In fact, there is one of our neighbors literally supposed to be stewing in a dream nearby. I'm gonna check on her in a bit, surely. But I just forget I just wanted to let off some steam with y'all. So thanks for being my friends, everyone, and everybody starts sharing. Cat, I'm gonna give you this one for free for if if only because you are accustomed to spaces like this. And because you already have seen the eye several times. You notice that all of the staff in this establishment are not toy soldiers. They're other human figures. But that's when you also notice that every one of them has a tattoo of that fractal eye symbol on their uh, right eye. And some of them seem... Like, very severely injured. Like, you see a waiter that looks like one of his hands, one of his arms are broken. You see, like, another waiter elsewhere has a bandage on their forehead. And all of them look like they are not happy to be here. They look like they are. They look very listless. As if, like, their very souls have been removed from their bodies. But they have been, like, diligently serving in this space, like, You can see every once in a while the glimmer of a waiter or a bartender obviously pretending to be happy to work in this space, only to just, like, return to being dejected the moment somebody is not looking at them. And -hmm. that's when you kind of notice that there's this vague kind of spotlight emanating from the eyes of all of those toy soldiers. And everybody is only perking up when they feel that spotlight on them. And Dice continues... So yes, I should let you all get back to your work. We have a lot of work to do to clean up Port Cloud. Thank you so very much again. And the next words that uh, Dice says like are like suddenly overcome with static in that moment, but they continue immediately afterward for giving me the opportunity to be able to be a part of this process, to be a part of the healing of this city. And yeah, everybody back to your stations. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this, guys. And everybody gets up and suddenly you hear like a ticking noise in like the background of the room. Vic, I would like you to give me a, aha! Give me a fortune roll, um, with as many dots that you haven't perceived.
1: Okay, that's going to be one. That is a two, un- unfortunately.
0: Okay, uh, you, uh, uh, you are aware that the alarm clock has ticked twice. You are briefly concerned that if you stick around in this space, or at least if you stick around very obviously right at the entrance. One of these toys, so this is just going to see you? And uh, that might suck. Does
1: somebody have a, like a, a move they want to do here?
2: So I just wanted to clarify the, like the circumstances that we are in. So basically all of us suddenly, after a flash of light, appeared here in mm-hmm. this space. And as far as any of us can tell, nobody in the room has picked up that we are here. Not yet. still, we're still hidden, quote-unquote.
0: You're standing by the door and no one has turned around yet, but everyone is about okay. to leave. Okay. And the exit is behind you. <laughs> okay.
3: And I want to clarify that Nina is with us and can move of her
2: own volition. Yes. Okay. Another thing, because I am playing group, is Dice does not appear to have noticed that Ruth is here. Nope, not yet. Okay. Like, he didn't look over in our direction or anything like that? Not yet. Okay. I will say that as he was giving a speech, and then he said that he was going to check on somebody, i.e. Nina, in the next room, Ruth had not turned around for all of that. He was just holding the door to the outside, just, like, visibly turning into a vortex of anger that he couldn't see. And then the moment... Dice said that, i.e. making himself culpable for everything that is going on right now. He just very slowly, very calmly closes the door and turns around. (laughs) And if Vic notices, Ruth is looking kind of genuinely murderous in that very cold, like, blank-faced, I'm not angry anymore, I'm just here to kill you, kind of, like, (laughs) way. But when it becomes apparent that everybody is going to start turning around, Ruth kind of jerks his head at Nina, because obviously she is the one who's being targeted here for some reason or another, and uh, we should probably move. Yeah, yeah, moving sounds great.
0: Okay. A thing that you all know as Dream Knights is that one of the ways that you can manipulate space to your benefit is... Attempting to travel from one space to the other with either Conceal or Defy, so that you can either change your own state of perceptibility when you enter that new space, or choose the space that you want to enter, therefore making it more difficult for people to suddenly insist that they want to follow you, because once that door closes behind you, you are now somewhere somewhere else. But you also know that... It stands to reason that you are in this dream for a very good reason, and that you should probably do some investigation as well.
2: I think out of all of us, Vic has the most knowledge of what the actual layout of the dream is, because you've got to move around and actually see where everything is. The rest of us only know about the previous room and then this one,
0: right? Mm -hmm. I will say, actually, that Vic, you know that this room was not any of the rooms that you previously saw and doesn't share any of its dimensions. But because you know that it is connected via, like, dream corridor logic, you know not only that it is physically possible for you to just re-enter that office space, but that if you attempt to navigate this space given the information that you already know, even if you enter a room that does not obey the dimensions of the rooms that you have already observed, you will be able to interact with those rooms as if they do.
1: If we're gonna go, we should go now. But we stay, we can get information out of this jackass.
2: um hey, just says, can we not stay? <laughs> because he does not want the rest of the group to meet Dice and realize the connection between the two this way. He's just like, God, no. This is the last thing that he wants right now.
0: Hey, hey. I would like, this is how I'll phrase that. At this point, everyone is preparing to leave. If you don't make a decision now, someone is going to turn around and see you all. It is probably worthwhile to make a group conceal role in this moment, at least for the process through which you attempt to navigate leaving this room before you enter the next one. Who would like to lead that?
2: I do have one point in conceal. Am I the only person who has a point in conceal? I also have a
3: dot in it. A dot. A single solitary dot, because we are all so small and
0: squishy. We are so squishy. Uh-huh.
1: Would flow also work for getting out?
0: Flow? Flow mechanically, flow is funny. I like the idea of using flow as a kind of... You know how in movies... When people move against the current of a large crowd, and suddenly, that is all of the energy they need for everyone in that crowd to not know that they were there in the first place. You can do that if you wanted to get further upstage. If you wanted to leave through any of the other available doors, there are two doors to your left-hand side, right by the entrance to the space, one of which may be a coat closet, one of the, one of the others may be, like, a staff room, or even uh, one of the kitchen entrances, and there are two bathroom doors to the right-hand side that you will need to get closer to the stage to access in the first place. So if you wanted to use those, you'd have to flow through as well. Or conceal. But you can flow, yes. You can lead okay. a flow action.
1: So, my pitch is that Vic does some unwise guardian shit and says... You go. I'll hold him off.
2: You do realize this means Ruth is going to stay with you, right? <laughs> yeah, that
1: sounds great. Let's do it.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh, so um, with
2: Nina, unfortunately. Cat.
0: And Vic cat uh, takes
3: Nina's arm and is like tugging. Like you heard him. You heard him. Let's go. Let's go.
1: And Vic steps forward and starts singing, basically like a an EDM version of um, "Bread and Roses." and triggers their transformation sequence.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> um, okay, so please describe for the people. Please describe for the lovely right. listeners. What does your transformation sequence look like, and what do you look like when you are fully transformed?
1: So in, normally in Dreaming, uh, Vic wears like black leather jacket, biker jacket with like, black leather boots and a belt, and like a, a color, like a bright, colorful, floral um, like skater dress. And the, when transforming, Vic's jacket is covered by lavender b- blooms, which stretch and wrap around their body, turning into bronze armor, gauntlets, greaves, boots, pauldrons, and a helm. Their hair goes out the back. Their dress billows and folds and stretches into purple robes, a la like, uh, classical Greece or Rome. A uh, sword and shield form from those flower blooms into metallic bronze as a joyful protest song kind of pl- plays like normally it's like plays from somewhere but here vic is singing and having transformed into their avatar deed i'm going to use express to flash back to having basically done acts of kindness to as many of the basically worker drones As I can using our series move that lets us do flashbacks with transcendent ability.
0: Oh Lord, I love all of this so much. Okay, I want to
1: use I want to use express to basically um, show them kindness and love.
0: Mm -hmm. How many dots do you have in express? Two. Right. I would like you to give me an express roll. Your position is—is it risky?
1: Are we still desperate?
0: Nah, you're not desperate anymore, but I think you're Nah yeah, you're controlled. You are controlled great.
1: Okay. So my my avatars virtue is clever and desires are adoration and overthrow. Do we think any of those apply here?
3: We do have an entire mass here that could be turned to the deedism.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think, like, a lot of this energy is very obviously, A, there is obviously authority in this space, and I want to stand against that authority, just for standing against authority's stake. But also, a lot of that grandstanding is just Deed going, I am the coolest guy, and I am the coolest person in this room. So I think uh, both of those things, I, I think uh, both of those uh, are definitely invoked in this in this moment.
1: Yeah, so um, if, the, if desires are... If it aligns with desires, this action does not complete um, deplete Transcendence, and if it aligns with Clever, I clear one stress.
0: Okay, well, right. You are very fortunate that it aligns with desire, with both of your desires. God damn. So yes, please, give right, me... So
1: the, the shot is uh, Vic doing these things for like just people in, in the neighborhood, like in the city, in their life, but as we see it here... Deed is in reflective surfaces in each shot to mm-hmm. express that using dream logic, Deed was there empowering Vic's action which we now know has happened previously.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very Madoka um, after firing the bow in the finale energy. I love it a lot. Um, so yes, please give me your express rule.
1: And how much um, stress does this flashback cost?
0: Too stressed, yeah.
1: Then I will not push, because then I would have to immediately test for Eclipse. (laughs) Oh god. Uh, Cool. So I'm going to do that. On dice. I did a lot of setup. That's a five. I'll take it.
0: Nice. Cool. You are the only person who sees what that site looks like. Uh, In this room, mind you, there is like digital, kind of pixelated... War banner that just like flutters behind uh, Dee's head as they start singing. In the separate but attached dreamscapes of all of the staff in this room, they have the, like this minor moment when this person that they do not know just comes up to them during their normal work day, in their normal work ex- experience, and just gives them, like, a moment of genuine kindness or calm that alleviates some of the pressure that they've been holding in in this moment. And in the room around you, the rest of you notice that all of their wounds begin to heal. Like, all of their injuries start totally fading away. The eye tattoos on their face are still there but they seem a lot more like calm and relaxed they don't seem like they're being like forced into this thing anymore they seem like they are they have a greater control of their body now and you notice that a couple of them are now beginning to become very slowly aware of where they are and are mildly confused by that but like You can sense just looking at them, you can sense that they're try like just as they try to make sense of it, like that understanding fades away and they go right back to being confused over and over and over again. But yeah, that happens.
1: What's the consequence from the mixed result?
0: I mean, the obvious consequence is you have gotten the attention of everybody in this room now.
1: (laughs) I mean, if that's a consequence, cool, that's what I was wanting.
0: Okay, cool. You wanted to fight 12 people? Alright. Cool. Uh, Ruth, where are you?
2: <laughs> Ruth came out here to have a good time, and they are honestly feeling so attacked right now.
0: Okay, cool. I thought, you going to tell- yeah, I thought you were going to say that the other way around.
2: He didn't come here to fight people once DICE showed up, because it's like, I can't believe this guy has to fuck me off in my dreams too. This is disgusting. I want to leave. Immediately. hmm I think ultimately what Ruth ends up doing is going to depend on what happens to Vic, because Ruth's promise to Vic is the safety I create will be greater than yours. And they are not really interpreting anything of what Vic just did as creating safety, because now we just have gotten all the attention when we did not want any attention. So um,
0: Sometimes attention is exactly what you do want.
2: It's not what Ruth wanted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Vic, you're going to get in a fight. I would first like you to roll for what you're going to do to the people who are now approaching you before I decide what they're going to do to you. Let's see how many of them you take out.
1: So are these the toy soldiers or the workers?
0: These are the, to- the toy soldiers. They've, okay. uh, they, are, they were already out of their chairs preparing to move, but they are now, like, all on their feet looking right at you. Okay. And you're not supposed uh, to be here.
1: So, deed like, seeing the toy so- soldiers uh, coming... Is going to kind of very nimbly, like deck, basically Dex Fighter style, be dodging around them and using the using uh, her sword to rip the wind up key out of each of them.
0: I see. And this okay, will be with defy. Ah, defy will be good. All right, I have a poisoned promise for you. Yeah, what's up? There is a minor chance, uh, depending on how this goes that the result of this action will lead to the alarm, uh, the clock for that dream alarm becoming full. Like, the last two ticks will essentially mean that this room will potentially be swarming with more agents of the dream.
1: I feel like that's probably on the table already, so I'm not going to take that. Um, and I will just go with my, my one okay. fair enough. So yeah, uh, transcended defy i'm going for clever if that feels oh okay.
0: yeah this is definitely clever okay. um, so you will clear one stress
1: i think i want to spend my link with cat because this is about protecting other people in the group to give my kit to give me plus 1d okay so this is risky
0: right the uh, the actual combat will be risky standard You know how to fight, but dreams are volatile things. That's a six. God damn it. Okay, cool. Um, It's the
1: Guardian. I'm doing the thing.
0: Yeah, you are, you are, like, whipping through this crowd. You are, like, almost dancing through them. Just, like, gently. The ones that you don't, like, take out the motors for, or, like, just, just pull out the keys for, you... Actually, just slice in half, like, just, like, the ones that you are not being patient with are just absolutely destroyed. The first two of the six that you immediately defeat Uh were actually going to grab Nina and, like, uh flee, but you managed to defeat them before, that, before they can even, like, get close enough. But now there is a large space between you and the rest of the Dream Knights, and... Six more toy soldiers and dice are, like, immediately right next to you. And, uh,
1: uh, uh, Deed, whose voice is much harsher than, than Vix, says to the others, Fly away, little knights. I will handle them.
0: How do you all feel about... I mean, this is the first time after, like, you all have not been in a mission in, sev- in quite a while and haven't met Deed in, like, several days. How does this feel?
4: So Nina has two things that are going to inform what is about to happen.
0: Oh, what's this?
4: One is that, so we all have promises to the other characters and Mm -hmm. Nina's promise to Vic is I will help Vic remember that self-sacrifice isn't inevitable. Okay. And one of Nina's abilities is worth saving. When you run foolishly into danger. And no one comes to help. Mark experience. (laughs) Your allies roll plus 1D when they protect you from consequences. So either I'm going to run in to help and get some experience, or somebody's going to protect me from consequences. (laughs) But I'm definitely going to try to run in to protect Vic from something. Mm -hmm. Whatever, Whatever Nina sees... Like, someone's trying to sneak up behind them, or, like, you know, they're going to get attacked by multiple people, and so Nina runs up to one of them, or something. Nina's going to run in.
0: Okay, cool. So, here's what happens. Two Deeds left, just behind them. One of those toy soldiers just so happens to be holding a bayonet. And is charging very eagerly towards them. You happen to see that just in time to respond. But it means that you have to rush over there and figure out what you're going to do when you, like, collide with this person. So, I would like you to give me a role for fighting this toy soldier.
4: Yeah, are there? were there, like, things on the tables? Things were getting served? Like, are there cups, plates?
0: Yeah, there are champagne and white wine glasses. There are plates. There are knives. You are now noticing, like, now that this is a thing that is occur- that has occurred to you to look for, I'm gonna give this to you for free. The steak knives in this dream institution are far larger than you need to cut one goddamn steak. They look like... They look like wakizashi washi- size. They're like uh, unnecessarily tall and jagged. And you, you, can, you can just take one of these knives if you want.
4: I feel like So again, Nina's not good at any of this. So Nina is instead going to grab a plate <laughs> and, <laughs> and throw it at the person while yelling, Leave, him,
2: leave them alone! I love how everything is just turning into a disaster. This is great.
0: Okay, I would like you to give me a Defy roll.
4: Once again, no dots in Defy, so this is gonna be awesome. Unless you want me to roll Empathize because I asked why they were doing this, but anyway, um... Nah, no,
0: it's Defy. Do I have a poison promise for you? Do I have a poison promise for you?
4: I'm listening.
0: I theoretically have... An Avatar-related Poisoned Promise for you. Oh, why? Being in the dream, your avatar is, like, far more powerful and far more engaged than you are. And because your avatars are, like, not so much you as a separate, dis- distinct entity connected to you spiritually, they often very, want- very often want to no longer be in your body. Like, try to, like, briefly take control whenever possible. What are your avatar's desires? I, I don't
4: have an avatar yet. I can't transcend.
0: Oh, ho. That's going to be delightful. Hey, 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 Cool. Depending on how this goes, you're going to just, lear- you're going to learn something about your avatar this evening. And you mightn't like what you learned. <laughs> cool. So, please give me a defy roll. Okay, here we go. Risky. Limited. Five and a six, actually, so I got a five. Okay, nice, cool. You throw this plate. In the real world, you know what a plate is supposed to do against a human head. It should just, like, hit them very hard. Maybe it might break. Most likely it might not. Instead, this ceramic plate that you throw at this uh, toy soldier hits him so hard in his plastic head that both the plate and his head start, like, cracking and shatter. You have defeated this one toy soldier. Vic, out of the corner of your eye, you see a toy soldier armed with a bayonet just lean over to the side and fall over dead as you are still engaged with the other five. And I would like you to give me... A resistance roll with Sun.
4: I would like to note the negative consequence from rolling only a five is that Nina is stunned by her success and is literally frozen in place, unable (laughs) to do anything else
0: but observe the situation.
1: Brandon, who's that resistance roll for?
0: Uh, Vic. Well, Deed.
1: I have things about resistance. Um, Oh, do you? Does this count as protecting an ally?
0: It does. You're still engaged with these enemies specifically to protect your friends?
1: So I'm going to be rolling three d six. Ooh, well, here's another ability that I have.
0: <laughs>
1: Indomitable when transcendent, suffer a max of two stress when resisting consequences. Okay. So I rolled three one two. I will take two stress. Okay. And I'm at eight of nine.
0: Oh, mm, nice. Duly noted. Oh my god. Okay, you are briefly overwhelmed by these five toy soldiers. And as a result of not gaining further ground with them, you notice this kind of, like, faintly, because you're still focusing on all of these combatants, so you hear someone speak, but you don't really register what they say. Ruth. As you are, like, figuring out your next move, Dice turns from Deed to you and goes,
2: Of course he does.
0: Ruth? Are you here for a rematch, or did you actually listen to my plea?
2: Uh, Ruth stalks forward without saying anything. (laughs) But very much kind of braced for all the terrible things that are going to come. And looking dice in the face says, Call them off.
0: Why should I do that?
2: Because if you don't, I'll kick your fucking ass. <laughs> Her
0: dice, like, very idly, unbuttons one button from the, the shirt of his uniform and goes, Did it ever occur to you that that's exactly what I want?
2: Ruth looks at him with eyes like chips of dead ice and says, Disgusting.
0: uh (laughs) um so (laughs) dice dice takes a step forward and you're not you don't really notice it but because this is because this is the dream these things just kind of happen dice is right in front of you far sooner than is like typical of the real world is standing like just A couple of feet away from you. Like, has walked clean past Deed without Deed even noticing that they stepped past. And uh, Dice is just a little bit taller than you. Well, quite a bit taller than you, actually.
2: Yeah, in real life, he's quite a bit taller than Ruth is. But I would like to say that because it's dream logic and Ruth has a lot of anger charisma, more anger charisma in dream than in real life, even though they're very much not matched in height, they're matched and glaring at each other. Like, from Ruth's perspective, they're the same
0: type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, like, that's leaning into this dream logic uh, very intensely. I love it a lot. So, Dice gets right, like, as, as close to you as possible without being within literal arm's reach. And you see Dice smirk as they go, You're cute when you're angry, you know that?
2: Ruth hits him. Like,. Ruth punches him. Immediately. Immediate punching. Just give cause.
0: me a rule for that.
2: He is going he's trying to punch right through his head.
0: Please give me a rule for that. That's uh. most likely Defy. <laughs> uh
2: Defy, okay.
0: You are not transcended yet, so your pos- no. your position is desperate, but your effect is standard, because you're angry.
2: Again. I have the quality Reckless when I'm not Transcended, and also when I'm Transcended, but it's just my ability. When you make a Desperate roll, you may choose to get plus 1d for the roll. If you also take minus 1d to any Resistance rolls against consequences from your action. I know. Ruth is going to do that. I don't want to do that because my stress is very high right now, but uh, Ruth would do that. Yeah. Also because I've been rolling so badly.
0: Okay, cool. So please, give me a uh, Desperate Standard Defy.
2: So I have two points in Defy, and with a plus 1d, that's 3 b 6 Please, mm-hmm. one of them, up.
0: Crit, 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 no crits.
2: That's a 3, a 5, and a 2.
0: Okay, cool. You hit them square in the temple. They are briefly, like, very confused. Like, like you know when you knock the sense out of someone? Dice is, like, thrown for a moment. And then straightens up, turns back to you, and is grinning. A part of you forgot that Dice likes getting in fights.
2: I mean, Ruth remembers that always. But you know, there's a part of you that always thinks maybe he'll change his mind when I kill him, but...
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, dice is now going to charge towards you, and I would like you to uh, resist.
2: hmm
0: This would probably be sun, no, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. But, even though you're supposed to get minus one for mm-hmm. as a result of Reckless, you're going to roll your total amount of dice, because okay. uh, you have gained plus one D for Dazing dice.
2: Okay, so that's... I have two traits taken in sun,
4: so that is two dice for, mm-hmm. for resistance, correct? Yes. Can, uh, I, can I give an extra die uh, with the social link?
0: I'm pretty sure you can Those work for resistances as well. So, yeah, you can.
4: Okay, then Nina's just going to yell, kick his ass. Oh. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, under spend links on uh-huh. allies, it says grant plus one D to allies action. So... I suppose if you
4: class a resistance Yeah, is
0: this an action? action then... uh, mechanically resistances are not actions. Never mind. But then. I'm inclined to say that this should still obviously make sense. At least narratively, I'm going for it. Take uh spend the social link take the plus one D.
2: Okay, so that is now 3d6 for the resistance, correct? Because I have two for my traits and then one for the social link with
0: Nina. Can
3: we stack social links? Because I have one I am willing to spend on this.
0: I think you can.
3: Okay, (laughs) then I will go ahead and spend that social link, reducing my links with Ruth from 1 to 0.
0: Okay, so that's 4 now. Okay, uh... I really
2: hope I get a good number out of this, because if they all turned out... How much... T- I would feel so bad. How much,
0: how much stress do you have? How much stress do you have?
2: I have... Back to my sheet. I have... Six out of nine, currently.
0: Okay, so you just need to roll... Four or greater? As your highest roll?
2: Here we go! Rolling one... Four d6. Oh, that's a one, a three, a six,
0: and a three... <laughs> Nice. Nice, cool. So, you get no stress. Dice charges towards you, and you manage to not only, like, get out of the way just in time for them to not, like, grab you by the the waist, and therefore have you in any number of potentially dangerous positions. But if you wanted to immediately react with another defiant attack, you can do that right now.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So that is two d six made three with the reckless. And is it the same position as before? Desperate, limited.
0: Now it is control standard.
2: So that's roll three d six. Jesus. That's a six, a six, and a
0: two. Jesus.
2: (laughs) Hatred comes through for me. Don't be like Ruth kids don't hold hate in your heart oh god and then you will explode what
0: what are you what are you doing to this poor person's entire body (laughs) like i imagine that you are within the grabbing range to literally like do any number of very devastating wrestling moves to this person you could put dice to sleep if you wanted well not that much but still so yeah what are you doing
2: To the answer, is this Ruth's first anger crit? Yes, (laughs) hopefully the first of many anger crits.
0: Yeah? Uh, (laughs) In the Seal, it was stress. It was (laughs) was panic. (laughs) Yes, Um, I love this this a lot. Please.
2: Yes, Ruth is basically trying to... Guy just ran past him. I just want to break open his head. To the best of my ability... It's a dream. He probably won't actually die. I might just give him hangover feelings when he wakes up. I'm gonna try and break open his head.
0: Okay. How exactly do you plan to break open his head?
2: I like to think that as as Dice went by, Ruth grabs him by whatever ridiculous stupid outfit he's wearing because it's Dice, so obviously it's a ridiculous stupid outfit. And just... Hurls the whole of that momentum Into like slam dunking him Head first into the floor And then if he has enough continuous momentum Just slamming his head down Into the floor again
0: Oh lord Okay so (laughs) Dice rushes past you And you Take that His additional momentum and your additional momentum To grab Dice by the waist and suplex him. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dream. This, yes. <laughs> this space is moving almost entirely on uh, psycho-emotional energy in this moment. And when you do that, you break the floor. The floor is no longer like hard stone and tile, but like it shatters like glass beneath you both and you start falling. No one else is falling with you.
2: I'm just imagining you know, like the gingerbread man cutout <laughs> except his types of body.
0: The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi, everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvindeleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there